Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and I hope you're doing well. Today, we are going to talk about one of the greatest country songs of all time by one of the greatest country artists of all time. We're going to talk about Jolene by Dolly Parton. We are going to have the rare privilege of getting to hear the isolated guitar parts from the 16-track master. We're going to talk about who played what, and we're going to talk about the totally insane rabbit trail I went on because the master sheet that was along with the two inch original two inch tape was mislabeled and it caused a lot of confusion and it was really tough to to track down uh, anyone because most of the people involved with the recording that was done back in 1973 the year I was born and so I'm 49 years old um, a lot of them have passed away so I uh, had, had some help and was able to clear things up. Also, this is a, a real good lesson in bias. So I had a real strong bias in this, and I ended up having to kind of confess it. And that was what enabled me to go beyond that and to find out who actually played on this. So let's get going. A quick, a quick pause for the cause. Uh, if you would like to support me, then go to my Patreon page. The link is in the description. There's also other ways. There's tip jar information. There's a store at askzack.com. So check that out. All right. I can't think of a better way to start off than just playing the isolated guitar tracks. So again, this is from the 16-track master. And they are panned hard right and hard left. So you're going to hear on one side, you're going to hear a classical guitar. And the other side, you're going to hear a steel string acoustic. Both are being played with thumb picks and fingers. They're, you know, they're both finger picking. And you're going to hear how these beautiful parts intertwine and how it's not really like who play. It's, it's really a guitar arrangement. It's orchestrated. It was worked out ahead of time. And it's beautiful. And you're going to hear, at times, you're going to hear the classical guitar, the gut string guitar that's going to kind of start things off. 
and it's going to carry things for a while and then and then the steel string is going to join in and then you're going to hear at times where the steel string is carrying things and then at times where they're both and then at times where the, the gut string is carrying things again it's a really beautiful guitar part so i uh, so let's just listen to that and then we'll come back All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, that's a, a rare privilege to get to hear, um, you know, the real isolated guitar tracks from a, uh, you know, an iconic recording such as Jolene. So now for who, who are the guitar players? Well, the guitar players are Chip Young and Wayne Moss. Now for how this came about the bias and, and the crazy rabbit trail. Well, the whole reason this entire thing came up was an engineer friend of mine that's worked on many big recordings here in Nashville. He sent me a message and he said, I think the classical guitar part that kicks off Jolene 
wasn't played by Chip Young, but it was actually played by Jimmy Colvard. Well, that's like dropping a bomb because you know Chip Young has taken credit for it all these years. He's passed away a number of years ago, but it's always been said, well, that's, that's Chip Young. Well, I said, well, what, what proof do you have? And he said, well, come over. Well, I went over to his house and he showed me he had you know, access to the 16-track master, and he showed how that there was a sheet labeling what was on each track. And when you brought up the track that was labeled Jimmy, it was the classical guitar that you hear at the beginning of the tune. So what you heard, you know, those were two tracks that you heard. So the classical guitar was just labeled Jimmy, and the other steel string guitar was just labeled R-H-Y. That's what's on the master sheet. So this was a, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, a mystery to, uh, to kind of, you know, unravel. So because you had the, uh, the, the precedence of, okay, everyone has been saying that Chip Young played on this, but was it actually Jimmy Colvard? Or was it mislabeled? Well, it's here that I need to confess my strong bias toward Jimmy Colvard, or in favor of Jimmy Colvard. I became aware of Jimmy uh, from a guitar player compilation album called Legends of Guitars that was done by uh, Rich Kinsley for Guitar Player Magazine. On it, it had a recording of Six Days on the Road by Dave Dudley with... Jimmy doing the iconic, you know, kind of almost slapped guitar part with reverb on it. I loved that, and so I started paying attention to that name. I you know, was able to find things that he played on where he, he played on a lot of hits of Don Williams during the 70s. He uh, played on a you know, variety of things. He was in the band Barefoot Jerry with Wayne Moss and others. Um, of course, Barefoot Jerry was a band that came out of Area Code 615 that was all heavy, heavy guitar players, you know, musicians, Nashville musicians. So that was kind of a bias. But then also, to put things kind of above and beyond, uh, Jimmy has kind of been forgotten a lot. And part of that has to do with the fact that he committed suicide in the 1970s. So according to uh, Wayne Moss's book called Nashville Cat, uh, Jimmy was doing a session for a Porter Wagner, and evidently Colvard was having a hard time, and Porter, being the nice guy that he was, he, he told him, he said, Jimmy, we don't, have to, we don't have to finish this right now. We're not in a rush. He peeled off some money. And he said, Jimmy, why don't you go back to Minnesota, which was where he was from. Go relax. Go to the forest. You know, go, go out in the woods. Relax for a bit. Come back and we'll finish it. Well, Jimmy took the advice, except when he went out to the woods, he took his own life. That's, that's sad. And I think a lot of us have been touched by that, that type of event in our lives. So with that... And I had had a track sent to me when I was writing the Ask Zach column for Vintage Guitar Magazine. There is another guitar compilation album and also curated by Rich Kinsley 
called Swing West Guitar Slingers. This was done on Capitol Records, and it featured a bunch of tracks by you know all these Capitol artists, such as you know James Burton, Jimmy Bryant, Speedy West, Merle Haggard, Strangers, Merle Travis. Great compilation. One of the tracks was just labeled Caravan by Furlan Husky. Okay, if you know anything about Furlan Husky, he is famous for a, a tune called Gone or On the Wings of a Snow White Dove. He is not, I mean, he's known as someone that played some acoustic guitar, but not known as a picker. Well, when you hear this track, the guitar playing on it is out of this world. It is, it is fast and clean. It's beautiful. There's octave playing, fast single note lines, and it's just listed as that. Caravan by Ferlin Husky, Musicians Unknown, yet Rich decided to include it on, on the album. I contacted Rich, and he told me that the union had uh, did not have any of the records for this, that apparently it had been sent to New York for storage, but it had never been digitized, so they had no way of knowing who actually played on the track, officially. So I decided to find out unofficially. So what I did was I sent the track to one of my friends, Steve Gibson. Steve Gibson played those wonderful guitar parts on Randy Travis records and Patty Loveless records and George Strait and more of the acoustic on George Strait records. Also, he is a musical director. He was a musical director for the Grand Ole Opry for many, many years. And also uh, he's been the musical director for the CMA Awards show. So this is a guy that's seen it, done it and, and knows everyone. So I asked Steve, this was while he was still working at the Opry, I asked him if he could listen to it or get some of the older cats to listen to it and, and maybe we could figure out who is playing on it. Well, he played it for them all and they were able to identify the steel guitarist as Curly Chalker and they were to, able to identify the guitarist as Jimmy Colvard. And it was actually done by the late Jimmy Caps. He, he was the one that identified him. He said, that's the only person that could do that in town. And so that was this kind of beautiful moment where a guitar player who had taken his own life and had been forgotten and was able to give him a, you know, some credit that he deserved. So when this mystery came up and the track said Jimmy, and we knew that Jimmy Colvard had played on some other Dolly Parton albums, it was, I made the quick jump to, absolutely, that's Jimmy Colvard. But I started thinking about it and I realized, wait a second, you're horribly biased toward this, you know, toward Jimmy Colvard because, you know, he took his own life, he's been forgotten, and we need to do more digging. So the best thing that I did was I confessed, you know, openly, you know, I just, I said it out loud. I said, I'm really biased toward this being Jimmy Colvard playing this guitar part. And by doing that, it enabled me to think more clearly and think, okay, who can I contact? And so many of the people, again, have passed away. Well, another guitar player that played on a lot of Dolly's recordings and also recordings with Dolly and Porter and Porter Wagner was a guy named Wayne Moss. If you're not familiar with Wayne Moss, you really need to do some digging. Wayne Moss played the amazing guitar solo on Waylon Jennings' Only Daddy That'll Walk the Line. That's enough in my book. But then you get 
things like Bob Dylan's Blonde on Blonde album, where he played the wonderful finger-picked guitar part on I Want You that was so good that the label even issued it as an instrumental. Uh, Wayne played on tons of things. He was also in Area Code 615 and in the, the band that kind of emerged from that, which was Barefoot Jerry. So I knew that Wayne Moss was still alive. I knew he was in his 80s, and I reached out to him, and he was kind enough to talk with me. And I asked him about the track and if that was Jimmy Colvard. And the first thing out of his mouth was, that's not Jimmy Colvard. Jimmy Colvard didn't finger pick. He only played with a straight pick. And that's kind of the finger picking lingo for someone that uses a flat pick. They call that a straight pick. And he said, he said I should know because Jimmy Colvard was in my band, Barefoot Jerry. And he said, I'm the other guitar player. He said, it's me and Chip Young. We played those two guitar parts. So I sent him the isolated track that you heard. And he couldn't remember who played what. However, you know, Chip Young has already said he played the gut string part. Now what put a little, um, what should I say here? Uh, what put a little, you know, kind of question mark on this was that every time Chip was interviewed and was asked to play the part from Jolene, he would not play something. What he would play was nothing like the record. He would play kind of a Chet Atkins, you know, uh, thumb and melody, you know, bass and melody version of Jolene, but it was nothing like the guitar part that was on the record. So that was kind of what uh, also kind of pushed me over into this uh, Jimmy Colvard thing. But it was absolutely Chip Young, and Wayne Moss. They played those beautiful guitar tracks and Wayne said that they worked the parts out together beforehand and, and they weaved and bobbed in around each other in such a just beautiful, beautiful way. So then we have, okay, well, do we really know that Wayne Moss played on it or is it just him claiming to? Well, uh, session records are sketchy during that time, but we have an interview, there are multiple interviews where Chip Young says that Wayne Moss played on it. And also we have Wayne Moss's book where there's a quote from Dolly Parton saying that Wayne played on Jolene and Coat of Many Colors among many other sessions for her. So that settles that, that puts it to bed. So this was a, uh, a really fun and crazy adventure uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about my biases. I learned that I really need to be careful about that. And, uh, and as much as I love Jimmy Colvard, uh, I think, you know, I'll do an episode on him at, uh, at some later point in time. Well, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and the, the treat we got. I need to thank Marshall Morgan and I need to thank Wayne Moss. And, uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going.
Thank you, friends.